Well, joining us now is Jill Rutter from UK in a Changing Europe, a former civil servant. Jill, welcome to the programme. Oh, yeah. Uh, hiya, look, is it, are you surprised that Allegra Stratton has gone and perhaps other civil servants will go, but that the politicians remain in post? I think Allegra Stratton, she's, her role is to be a press spokesperson. She was a spokesperson for COP26. That goes on, so she did still have a job, but I think it was very difficult for her to do any sort of public-facing job anymore, so I don't think it's surprising that she's decided to go, but she's really uh, a bit part player in this. Um, she was in the video. Uh, the Prime Minister was clearly furious about the video. Uh, it wasn't so clear he was furious about the party per se, uh, and indeed keeps on saying he doesn't know about the party. Uh, he does keep on saying that he had repeated reassurances from his team in number 10 that it hadn't happened. So assuming there was a party, and the video suggests there was, then there must be some people inside number 10 who have either misled the prime minister or the prime minister has misled us. And I think that's the really difficult issue that's now being thrown over to the cabinet secretary, this guy called Simon Case, the top civil servant in the country, to investigate. And I think that's a really thankless task for Simon Case. Because if the prime minister is proven to have misled parliament and misled the public, his position will be untenable, certainly if you listen to senior Tories like the leader of the Scottish Conservatives. Um, that would be very difficult for the Prime Minister to defend, wouldn't it? it? I mean, it's a very clear breach of the ministerial code. We know that the Prime Minister doesn't necessarily think that things that look as though they're a breach of the ministerial code require resignation. That was the sort of outcome of the Priti Patel uh, judgment um, that he made when he got his independent advisers' report. But it would place him in an incredibly difficult position. Last week, he you know, was assuring people there was no party. Um, and he seems to be prepared to take everybody's word for it, not ask too many probing questions about why everybody seemed to think there was a party uh, until you know, he was confronted with this video evidence. Um, I mean, it's quite difficult to imagine a situation unless it's something incredibly small of a couple of people with a bottle of fizz in an office who don't go outside, it's quite difficult. Number 10's not a big place. Um, it's quite difficult, and it's not just the Prime Minister's office, it's sort of the Prime Minister's home. So it's slightly weird to imagine that the staff would feel they had a licence to have a, a significant-sized party there with it loud, uh, without at least checking it was OK with the Prime Minister. But you mentioned the, the Pretty Patel saga. Do we live in a political age where politicians are allowed to or think they can get away with things that they couldn't in the past? We all remember uh, ministers in the past uh, resigning, falling on their sword over the leaking of details before a budget. Now, that happens with regularity now, doesn't it? Well, that was quite a long time ago, that uh, the sort of famous budget leak resignation was, I think, in 1947. So that is uh, before even I was born. So it really was quite some time ago. But I think where you're absolutely right is that our sort of constitutional checks and balances, if you like, the way our constitution is supposed to work, is that we don't have a written constitution. We have conventions and we assume that ministers will follow those conventions. Um, uh, and the thing starts to break down when ministers decide they may be acting in contravention of those conventions, but they don't feel any particular need to go and think they can get away with it. And I think there's a bit of a sense 
from Boris Johnson's number 10 that the real test is, can you get away with it? And some might see the Prime Minister's performance of Prime Minister's questions today as being fury at getting found out, which may be quite a big offence in Johnson world, rather than the uh, problem of uh, actually the offensive behaviour in the first place. And of course, the pattern of behaviour... Uh, perhaps continues because Boris Johnson, I think, has made it clear that this inquiry he's, he's ordered will only look at the one alleged party. But clearly there are allegations. There were several events at Downing Street or in and around Downing Street um, around the time when the rest of the country was was, was in lockdown. Uh, the Prime Minister's due to stand in front of the press in 20 minutes. He's surely going to be asked about these things and surely he'll find them very difficult to defend again. Uh, One imagines so. I think there'll be a lot of people tuning in to that. Maybe it's a good way of getting a lot of people's attention to whatever he's going to uh, mention on the next stage of managing coronavirus. But it does actually show the way in which these these sorts of behavioural problems, if you like, uh, these transgressions uh, can actually really interfere in the business of governing. Because as we saw, the government pulled all its ministers or ministers decided they didn't want to expose themselves to yet another day of having to defend Downing Street on the media. We were supposed to be having the health secretary doing a media round this morning to promote uh, the booster program, celebrate the first anniversary of the first uh, vaccination being given. Uh, as you say, we've got what we imagine to be quite important announcements coming about coronavirus restrictions, at least for England, may not apply in Wales, of course, until we hear from Mark Drakeford, who might give a rather more on-topic press conference in due course, not being overshadowed by party shenanigans. But it's very likely that the lobby, who tend to be the people who go to these things, so those political correspondents, not the health or science correspondents, will all be wanting to talk parties, investigations, Uh, other dates and things like that. It's also a problem with the way we investigate things, that it's the Prime Minister who decides what he asks the Cabinet Secretary or indeed another independent advisor to investigate. They don't initiate their own investigations. No, not at all. Uh, That's Jill Rutter. Thanks for joining us, uh, Jill's from the UK, Inner Changing Europe.